Star Wars, the original trilogy collection. You're not actually going into an asteroid field. It'd be crazy to follow us. You could outfly the Empire in the Millennium Falcon with realistic engine sounds and lights. I want that ship. Incoming TIE Fighter, blasting Chewie. Look out! Hyperspace. The power of the Force is in your hands. The saga continues with Star Wars, figures and vehicles. Each sold separately, batteries, background, and asteroids not included. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. This is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Close. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weekend feet covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 276 of the Sith List. I'm your host, Eric Strathers. And welcome to the Bad Motivators. Just kidding, everybody. Eric was mimicking me or mocking me or fucking with me. One of the mimicking is so much more of a positive sounding thing. So I was definitely not doing that. I was (laughs) mocking you. I'm Raj. That's Eric. Boo, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. King Tom. Yeah, I, I mimic you and mock you all the time. I just don't have a podcast. I do it on. I go up to strangers on the street and do it. Rivers. (laughs) I go up to random yeah, rivers. Welcome, welcome, rivers. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, welcome, welcome, welcome to rivers. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah, he exactly. walked the other way. Right. Exactly. Ah, well, tonight we're minus two of our fellow Sith listers, but we have two. Well, right now we have one, but we have another one on the way. The good one is here already from the Rogue Rebels. Mr. Sal Prowlis is back. What's up, buddy? It's the one that matters. The good one. The one that matters. The one that's here. Just kidding. The other one is Noah Outlaw. The other one's late. He's late, but we're expecting him any second. His internet broke down, kind of like King Tom's did the other night. Yeah, likely excuse. Yes. (laughs) It's the one that King Tom always uses when he doesn't want to come on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But uh, we're, we're expecting both of them to fill in. Those two guys, Les and Randy, they... Well, we can't really say where they're at because they have to sign an NDA, but secret mission. they're on a secret mission, a great, a great place to go to do some field correspondence, I would say. Um, a place, I don't want to get them in trouble. King Tom, how's a, what's a way to say, in a, in a safe way, where they're at? Um. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't want to get sued or anything. I'm trying to think of something. Um, okay, here, here's the deal. The whim would be very, yes, the whim. very excited. Mm-hmm. 
because they are watching something that Wim would love. There it is. I'm, I'm expecting a Adam West was better. There it is. But uh, I'm hope that they're having a great time. I'm hope they're enjoying themselves and they can report back whenever they're allowed to report back. But I'm glad I'm here. That's not uh, what you said before the show. Yeah, that's a I know. Yeah. I, have to, I have to say it. Yeah, it's true. But uh, let's uh, let's get on with this, man. Let's. This is a busy week, man. All that crazy stuff that Star Wars had on Disney Plus Day. We got a lot to get into. The Spider Man No Way Home trailer dropped yesterday. And boy, oh boy, we have a lot to talk about. Sal finished Squid Games. I finished Squid Games. That's right. Amazing. And he watched Eternals. I watched Eternals. Which is amazing because he doesn't just watch things or read things that are Star Wars. I mean, Wars. well, usually, you know my move, dude. I go to that $5 theater and I'll do the Marvel movies like that Sunday morning when nobody's yeah. there. Uh, I think that's true. It. So, yeah, like, you know, we would, uh, we actually went without Axel. Because we were like, all right, dude, we're going to go see the Eternals. He was, he was like, eh. And I was like, do you not want to see it? He's like, eh. And I was like, okay, oh, man. Wow. I'll buy it without. I'm going to get tickets without you, son. So he like, he wasn't feeling it. So we went without him and we had fun. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a second because we'll do what we watched this last week. But I, I definitely want to get your take on both Squid Games and Eternals. But let's go. Let's ask how everybody's doing. Um, Let's start with you, the guest. How's everything? How's Rogue Rebels? Uh, what's uh, what's new? We had you on a couple weeks ago. I th- it f- feels like, mm-hmm. um, and I'm glad you're back on. So what's going on, my man? Always a good time. I mean, you know, the same as always. More Star Wars books and comics coming out. I'm getting excited right. for High Republic stuff now. The War of the Bounty Hunters is done. Um, and that was like a High Republic show today. So now I'm even more. Oh, like- cool pumped up at that final wave of phase one or whatever the heck they're calling it uh, right we're, it, ge- we're gonna get a conclusion of that crazy chaos that went down in the last book correct i mean i don't know i don't know how close we are to a conclusion but oh, i think okay. at the end of we're phase one answers. like i think we're right about there there's which, there's a comic cover that i just look at and it's it's pain it it, it has yeah. something getting blowed up real good oh and, no it's okay. tough yeah and it's it's all it's all fun and games until you're like, I'm sorry, the book is called what now? <laughs> um, what is yeah. the book called? The third like novel novel is yeah. The Fallen Star. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> no, I don't like that but at all. But to just call it that, dead, dead Jedis is what they should just the, call it. The young adult book by Daniel Jose Elder is called Midnight Horizon, which has got to be the dopest name yeah, for a cool Star name. Wars book. I got no idea what it means, but man, <laughs> I want to be that's there. like a song it sounds like a song that you would ha- like listen to on a motorcycle yeah it's right <laughs> i wear i will wear sunglasses when i read that book yes <laughs> at night like Corey hart yeah. like that one dude doing sound check at the whiskey there it is eric how you doing buddy <laughs> i'm awesome man <laughs> awesome and great everything is coming up strawthers that is great to hear yeah, it's good stuff. I was just telling these guys during our production meeting before the show that my little boy is sick and I hope he feels better. And I hope that I don't get sick too. Yes. And we hope he feels better. Yeah. Nothing worse than to see your kid be sick. That's, that's just awful. Let me, you know, let me tell you, you know how I was telling you that my son is like the ki- kindest person I know. Right. He was. He has to get glasses. It turns out that he has an astigmatism and slight vision problem in just one eye, and he's actually stoked on it. 
Tell him to get a monocle. Dude, he actually has to wear an eye patch some of the times to try to like strengthen his eye. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just at home. Like when he's playing that, Xbox. That's rad. I'm sure he, he loves that. Though. Eye patch on. He thinks it's pretty dope. But uh, Yeah, hell yeah. But he he wanted he was real excited about going and getting his new glasses today. He and mom are going to go. Stella has cheerleading Aww. practice and all this stuff. And uh he couldn't because he had a fever. And Aww. you know what he told my wife? He told Amanda that he didn't want to get them sick, so we should probably not go. Oh, not because he God. didn't feel good, because he didn't want to get the people that work there sick. Oh my gosh! Yeah, dude, that That's kid horrible. is such a better human than me. <laughs> right? That is yeah. what, a, what a great soul. That's awesome, man. Well, I hope oh, it's better, buddy. I do have a lengthy story that about the good natures of humans. If you want to hear it, I told this on the sure. band motivators and I'll shrink it down. You know, Stella is yeah. a cheerleader and she's in the fourth grade and her school, they managed to field a, a boys basketball team at the last second for the seventh and eighth graders. They have five kids on the team. And so they're playing this Catholic school right down the road from our house and when they they were so good, they were so much better than the dudes on on her school's team. These guys <laughs> actually knew what they were doing. They were hustling, and they, they had been well drilled. Right. Well, one of the ki- one of the five kids on our school's team gets hurt, and so what do they do? They go four on five. Nope. The other team loans them a player, and they have this orange mesh jersey that, like, apparently that's a thing. He throws it on. Now he's on their team. They gave him what I'm pretty sure was their best player. Oh, and that kid tried so hard to win the game for that other awesome. school and hit the sportsmanship among all those kids was tremendous. Like his friends weren't giving him shit for helping the other team. And he wasn't like laying down on the job. He ended up scoring 20 of the 28 points. The team. <laughs> That's <laughs> the awesome, kid was man. a rock star, man. Those kids were so cool to each other. I emailed their principal just to tell him how blown away I was. Oh, that's rad, man. So, yeah, man. And when people want to tell you that young people are self-centered and turds, dude, they're mm-hmm. a product of their environment. And these kids that is so fantastic. That is so true. Boo, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing good. Getting a little chillier. You know, it's, uh, was the holidays are really starting to creep up. So, you know, it's nice. Just, just killed off a carton of eggnog and had some oh, uh, nice. chocolate-covered peanut brittle. So the holidays are are here and time to get the uh, stretchy pants. So yeah. <laughs> this good. is your favorite holiday too, boo. Oh, you're I love big, Thanksgiving. You're a big Thanksgiving fan. Oh yeah. All it is is just food and family. That's it. It's all I need. You can keep the, yeah, you can keep the stress right. of the gifts for Christmas and all that. That, that just, that, that just stresses me out. So I don't need none of that. Just food and family. It's all I want. Yeah. So you're my people, man. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I man, I I wasn't a big. I do, I do love a Christmas tree though, like a real Christmas tree. Yes, yes, I do love that about Christmas, but that's about it. <laughs> I like the Christmas songs. Before I I met your sister, I hated Christmas songs, but it, but she forces them out on in the house constantly to start of December first, twenty four hours a day, and now I'm starting to like those damn Christmas songs, those Dean Martin's and I have a couple of favorite Bing Crosby and all that. I have a couple. Yes, I'm all about it. Have Mariah you heard Harry be creeping up? Have you heard Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift? That is a good Christmas song. I think I have heard that. I think it's in the because we put on like Pandora or or a playlist on Spotify. I think it's been on there. Um, speaking of Taylor Swift, man, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about her 
album Red, right? I mean, this is everybody is a hubbub that everybody's talking about. Yeah. So the original release of Red, I want to say, was in 2012, and a lot of lot of fans regarded it as her best album. Like, so there's some really amazing songwriting in there from a lyrical point of view, whether you dig her music or not. And uh, so yeah, she re-recorded it because the whole story about how her former record label owns the masters of the mm-hmm. like that's for people who don't understand music essentially it's like this she owns those songs she can perform them whenever she wants and she gets all the publishing royalties for them the mechanical rights meaning this recording got used in this movie she doesn't own that uh so she or, or know, commercials or commercials as right well, right and so and that's that people got all in an uprage about that listen that's common practice that's what makes that record label valuable okay mm-hmm. so it's not like Oh my gosh, that's an unheard of no, but the, the fact that she couldn't buy him was the deal. So she's just re-recording her entire catalog. And on this one, they like the songs are the same, but they took some like real instrumentation liberties, I guess I'd say, and uh modernized it a little bit, which is really cool. But one of the craziest things about it, so it's two CDs. There's she uses all these songs from the vault because she writes more songs than probably any person ever. And one of them is so good it's like how did this not make the album how do you write such good songs that a song this good is like it didn't make the cut dude Mm. i couldn't write a song as good as the one that didn't make it on my best day (laughs) right dude no i i get it like uh, like radiohead uh, okay computer has 13 or 14 b-sides that could have been the radio the okay computer part two and been just as good uh uh-huh but they just never released them yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. A pr- it's a pretty good record, man. I'm just gonna tell you. Yeah, no, I mean everybody raves about it. That's cool. That's cool that she did that. She, she took ownership of her own thing and said fuck off. But the guy that owns that record or the executive that runs that place is a dick. Correct? That's yeah, another reason. Well, yeah. The thing is, man. I mean, it's a business, and he's trying to protect his investment. And I get that. It's and you know a lot of her fans aren't. Not a lot of them are level-headed 48-year-olds who have worked in the music business and understand <laughs> yeah, the deal. I, I don't and think so they are, yeah. they're like, Chris, I mean, poor Jake Gyllenhaal, man. That, yeah. that whole album yeah. was essentially written during the time she was struggling with the, the tumultuous relationship and breakup that they had. And mm-hmm. so now here it is, nine years later, and all these young Swifties are like, that son of a bitch. And- <laughs> <laughs> they're like sending him death threats, I heard, yeah. right? How could you do this to her? Him and well, John you know, Mayer. That was nine years ago. Last, oh, internet. You're crazy. She's, she's, she's been with the same dude for four years now. I'm pretty sure she's good. I'm good. Yeah, she, yeah. she's good. Well, yikes. <laughs> King like, Tom. I'm a 14-year-old like girl. I like that arrive. Yeah. We'll kind of like check in with, with Struthers as the like correspondent for like. Uh, so I'm oh, hearing yeah. the guy that uh, owns that label is a dick. Can you confirm or deny? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Eric would know more than I would. But I've seen it. I don't even like the guy's face. I've seen him on TV. He's like, this guy looks like a dick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the, the, the thing is, when you take like how that whole thing went down and there's some bad blood between. Uh, that's another song, right? That's yeah, a song, that's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was actually about Katy Perry, but um, they've since made up too. But yeah, they're all good. there's some bad blood between like how all that went down. Okay, mm-hmm. and essentially, once this deal got made and the record label got sold to somebody who really he and Taylor Swift and her 
like team had a pretty big falling out and it was like an emotional thing because you know you get young artists who get signed will typically get into like a development deal where they're really they're taking a chance on you and like helping craft your direction and figure helping you figure it out and so it all kind of crapped on her and then their whole thing was i just bought taylor swift man that's that's a dick move and you know yeah, here's a, a woman who's been super successful and whether people want to admit it or not she got i work in an industry where women getting little ladied all the time is for real and here's a person mm. who has been savvy and smart and made millions of dollars and gets told what to do you know you know that she people who a dude wouldn't have to put up with that you know what I'm saying? And uh, so anyway, that just like added insult to injury, I guess. And that yeah. was your Taylor Swift power hour. Love it. That was your music minute. All wrapped that, up in our intro. There's a line. Okay. There's her like, well, I'm sorry. What are her? No, no, please. It's, it, this is probably considered. This is the music. Best, two minutes. Best song right. for most people. It's called all too well. And it's really well-written song. It's, the lyrics are tremendous. Like there's a line in there that says, um, you call me up again just to break me like a promise. So casually cruel in the name of being honest. And that's really cool. Well, <laughs> anyway, she, wow. in the, they released like the 10 minute vault version, which was her original version of this. And then Liz Rose, the, the songwriter, the lead singer for non blondes helped her edit it down to the version. Everybody knows. So it's the, the 10, that 10 minute version's on there. And dude, there are some killer lines. And one of them, the, the whole story is like her 21st birthday party. He doesn't show up. Right. And she's in the bathroom crying and some actress actor, what happens? And her line is you. That's what happened. You. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I wonder if she told her uh, when they were recording, if she told Taylor, hey, what's going on? Like, tell me. Thank you, King Tom, for that. Oh, Eric got it. I'm sorry. I've, that was that was very good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was was like, please, though? somebody get it. Please, somebody get it. <laughs> <sighs> well, cool, man. Thank you. Thanks for that. I didn't know she was producing. I know she had the um, lead singer for Non Blonde. She had an album or a song come out. She did a soundtrack recently. Um, yeah, I think she did. I forgot what it was, but she hasn't been out. Uh, singing publicly for a long time and she has something recent that came out she wrote a song with rivers about 10 years ago oh really mm -hmm. that's fantastic yeah she's very talented yeah she is a like songwriting has been her mm -hmm. i think main thing right and yeah she's quite good at it man i'm telling you and sal you can attest to this you're a musician man being able to Legend. write good songs <laughs> is so much more of an enviable thing to me than being able to play an instrument well. Yeah, I heard you talking about this. Either it was on either this show or, or Bad Motivators, but I was like, that's a good, like... Because there are some people that just do one or the other, but right. one you can learn and the other one you cannot. Right. Um, you can right. practice as much as you want and learn that's all true. of the scales, arpeggios, whatever you want to call it. Like, all that stuff all day and it will not help you you Great will be point. the dopest you're like you can join anybody else's cover band though yeah that's, that's exactly a, that's true that's a great point we were at uh, we we uh randy tracy moon and i were at the primus show at the greek theater 
just weeks ago, and they did a tribute to Rush. Farewell. They did Farewell to Kings from from beginning to end. And Randy was sitting there. And Randy hasn't been into Rush at all or anything, but we listened to Rush on the way there. And he's like, my God, I never gave these guys the chance. He's like, these guys are ridiculous. I was like, I, that's why I love them. He, and he's like, the lyrics are amazing. I go, that's all Neil Peart. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, he wrote every single lyric, every single word to every single song after you know, for the first album, it wasn't him because he wasn't in the band. But from then on for 40 years, it was him. And he's like, he could not believe it. He could not believe that he was that good in drums and he was that great lyrically. He said, that's just, it was remarkable. I said, yeah, man, that's why he's, he's a legend. It's crazy. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Eric. Songwriting, I think, gets overlooked a lot. Well, it's it, it it's very hard. And when you think about big, famous bands who had all these huge songs, and you naturally, most people, I think, assume that bands write all their own music. But you like mm -hmm. Bon Jovi, whenever they had "Living on a Prayer" and mm -hmm. and uh, "You Give Love a Bad Name," <laughs> Desmond Child helped him write that record. Mm -hmm. And a, a lot of runaway, country, come on. A lot of country artists, I think a lot of country artists don't write any songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. George right. Strait, super famous country artist. I don't think he wrote, uh, has a single songwriting credit. That's crazy. Huh? Wow. This is cool, man. This is like, what's in it? What's in a song? You know what? What, you know, we're, we're, we haven't even started the podcast, but what, what's this is typical for Sithless intro. What's in a song? Um, I, I read today because I was looking to do one, but I was like, ah, maybe I'll wait for the other guys. But I, I just realized Brown Sugar by Rolling Stone. I read the lyrics to Brown Sugar. It's about slavery and the fucking slave owners raping young black girls. And it, it, it's, it's a scathing, like, story and testament to that whole situation but i've seen the stones multiple times and i'm out there like singing along and doing the thing and not even thinking about what it could be i you know everybody thinks it's about mick jagger loving african-american girls but it has not at all when i read the lyrics i was like holy shit from the first line you realize what the fuck it's about it's crazy so there is your um did you guys know that at all, Eric? But you're hearing that song a zillion times in King Tom and Sal? No, no it's crazy. Uh, I could not believe when I read the lyrics. Let me just read a little bit for you. It says, here's the intro. Gold Coast sh slave ship bound for the cotton fields, sold in the market down in New Orleans. Sky dog slaver known he's done all right. Hear him whip the women just around midnight. Isn't that crazy? Like, Man, and I'm singing I, it. That, it's, yeah. not even it's not even the hidden. Same song, Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> that is like his, uh, you know, 10th grade report. Right. <laughs> and it's, and, and Mick Jagger said that it, it's crazy because he sees the crowd like doing the whole, yeah, yeah, woo. You know, it's this thing you do in concert when you go see the Stones, but nobody realizes it's, it's a horrific storyline. So there, there's your what's in the song right there. Rock and roll. Crazy. Guys, let's uh have I talked to everybody? King Tom, you're doing well? I said already asked yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm doing go. doing well. Seeing Ghostbusters tomorrow. Great. That's awesome, man. What do you think? I was gonna ask you guys, what do you think about the marketing for Ghostbusters? And I've seen it here and there, but I don't feel the hype that I think it deserves. 
Do you guys feel the same way about this? Like, I didn't know it was coming out tomorrow. I, I just figured that out like earlier in the week. Yeah, same. Mm. Which is unfortunate I mean, because the reviews have been like, great. I don't know about like hype it deserves because I mean, like the only thing I pay attention to is Star Wars. So it's like when there's a Star Wars thing, there. <laughs> hey, there's yeah, 72 million. I don't know comic books or something connected to it, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's because this and this is happening. Right. Oh, I'm guessing I've Kenobi seen... might be in May because there's a Kenobi book and another thing in June. But like, I saw a Ghostbusters yeah, trailer and I liked it. So yeah, yeah I think no, they've I had two or three trailers for it. Yeah, two or three trailers and a bunch of TV spots. I saw another yeah. TV mm. spot today with Paul Rudd being Paul Rudd, which is great. Yeah, it's sexiest man alive, so. evidently. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they they gave that to him just for the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, what was it? Yeah, no, there's there's been plenty of stuff. I just don't. I I don't know. I I don't think there's much hype for it. I don't know. I think people are kind of tentative, and then also they're like, well, you know, it's it's Ghostbusters for a new generation kind of thing, so they have to build back everything that they're trying to get or trying to get, you know, as far as viewers and things like that. So right. I I think they've made a good push. I just don't think it's hitting or landing well enough let's put it that way yeah well uh, hopefully hopefully with word of mouth i mean i guess we'll yeah. see because like the other thing too is there's no you know if there had been like a san diego comic-con you probably would have seen something uh, there yeah you know right. like that kind of deal like there's no cons there's not really although marvel's doing like red carpets so yeah they sure stuff will start happening but like it don't look yeah, like anybody sure. else except marvel is doing red carpets right now or or previews or trailers or screenings or anything like that <laughs> yeah exactly yikes well let's jump into what we've seen and what we haven't seen and all that stuff um what do we uh, anybody watch anything good this week at all dude i watched shang chi man oh you did. yes freaking what's your, what's your take i yes. love it i loved it it was it was a blast i you know i grew up watching martial arts movies and it hit all the right buttons for me. Great, man. I'm I thought so showed enough in it. Oh, <laughs> that would have somebody been. needs to give him a hug. I that's that's all I got out of that movie is somebody needs to give Show Enough a hug and tell him you are enough. You are enough. That's it. That's all he needs. And he won't be a, he won't be a bad guy anymore. That's it. He just needs a hug and somebody to tell him you are enough. You're right. Yeah. I'll hug him. There you go. Problem solved. I'm glad you liked it, man. It was rad. I loved it. I I had a lot of fun. Amanda and I watched it, and uh, yeah, good times. Very good times. Yeah, great. How about you, uh, Sal? You watch anything? I watched a few things. I uh, I finished Squid Games, like we said earlier. Okay, uh, your take. What's your take? I mean, I really liked it. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. Like right around, uh, crap, I can't even remember what episode it is, but maybe around episode four or five. The Marvel. Really, episode. really. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I wasn't going to say it just in case, but the marble episode is when stuff starts getting really deep and really good. Yeah. And like from then on that show just fires on all cylinders and Absolutely. I, what it's only like eight or nine episodes, right? Yeah. Um, eight or nine episodes. And- really, really good. Uh, yeah. We enjoyed it quite a bit. And then I did see Eternals. Okay. What's your, so uh, I on? dug it like I dug it's it not too. my favorite Marvel movie, but mm-hmm. I love that they're doing different stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, that's somebody's favorite Marvel movie. Um, yeah, exactly. That's true. Right? I, I, Somebody my, likes it. My issue with Marvel is like that they just do the same thing over and because like all mm-hmm. of their movies are just like, hey, it's a bunch of action, it's a bunch of stuff happening. Oh, 
you know, and it's not to like the shows like Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision that they started doing stuff that's a little bit different. Um, but the fact that Eternals is kind of like that, but a movie, I, I was into that. I like it. I still don't really know much about everybody, but the movie was enjoyable. Uh, the people were right, cool. Right. Um, yeah, storyline was great. I, I had no problems with it. I mean, everybody in the movie was really, really good. Like, you know, yeah. it's a big ensemble cast. For, so for us to like get to know all those people right away. Right. Exactly. Um, introduce all those new characters. But like they all did a really, really good job of like letting us get to know them like that quickly and yeah. that easily without feeling like of the crew. I really don't feel like there's anybody they sort of like left out or anything like that. You know what I mean? No, exactly. And it felt like I was watching Game of Thrones, not the style of it or anything, just there's so many different characters in Game of Thrones. Uh, and they did such a great job with letting you know about all the characters and developing all the characters, but they did it in two hours and 30 minutes Yeah, in this film. So kudos. So like, to, yeah. Uh, now I'm just kind of curious, like, okay, is like this going to connect now? Like, you know, now we have them there. Like, are they just going to be like, all right, cool. Like, we're just going to hang out over here and like not interfere while stuff happens. Or, yeah, like, that's going to be the so interesting I'm part. Yeah, the, exactly. Uh, where it goes from there. But as far as the movie is, it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a thing on Netflix that I've been watching lately. It's called The Way of the House Husband. Have, has okay. any of you ever seen this? It no. is an anime. And it's just like a Netflix anime. And it's like this dude that was like a former Yakuza assassin. And now he's like just a house husband. And we're like, for those that don't know, like I am kind of like the stay at home dad. Like right. my photography job kind of like jumps in and out. So I can like, you know, I'm, I'm the one who picks up the kids from school. I'm the one who does like all that stuff. So it's like all funny because then like, you know, he's, he's got all these like skills, but he's like, you know, my wife forgot her lunch. And it's like hilarious <laughs> anime. You know, the episodes are like five minutes long, dude. And it's just a bunch of stuff like that. You just, like, you just sold it to me right there. Yeah. yeah like, I'm going it. grocery shopping and people looking at him like, because he still like looks like a Yakuza, but he's got like an apron right. on because he's like a house. Where the fuck is the peanut butter? Yeah, he's like, no, I must do this for my wife. Like when she gets home, the thing must be ready. Or That's like whatever, awesome. You know. I love uh, it. There's like one part where he's like meeting like another guy who's like, hey, aren't you the immortal dragon? Like, and he goes over to his house and he's like, oh, you totally messed up here. And they show the house and it's just like a mess. And he's like, <laughs> you got it. We got to go to war with this right now. And they like doing the laundry. And he's like, so I just throw it in the washer. No, you're going to start a turf war. Force the whites, then the colors. Like, it's, <laughs> it's nothing but stuff like that, which I find hilarious. Yeah, um, that's awesome. That sounds so, great. Yeah, good times. Well, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, uh, and Boo, you been watching anything? Yeah, what is it? I watched uh, Red Notice on Netflix. Oh, I've, dude, I've heard nothing but great things about this. No, I disagree. Wow, <laughs> wow. I, 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 I've heard stuff online. It's rate. I think Rotten Tomatoes is phenomenal score. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but even Lorena's like everybody's talking about Red Notice. It's like okay, um, so it sucks so, or what? Yeah, so. The, the 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 way I'll say it, it's like a, it's like a slice of pizza. It's like oh, a slice okay. of pizza. You have you know, oh sweet, that slice has pepperoni on it. Love pepperoni. It has pineapple. I love pineapple. It has bacon. I love bacon. You know, take your actors, take your actors. You know, your Gal Gadot, whoever wants to be pineapple, whoever wants to be pepperoni, and whoever wants to be bacon. Um, but. Uh, yeah, there's just it's like you take that first bite of the slice of pizza and there's just not much there. 
No substance. Really? really. The sauce is subpar. It's like a pineapple pizza, is what you're saying. Oh no, I love pineapple pizza. Pineapple oh, that's, pizza. that's the business. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, it's wrong. We're so yeah, like cardboard uh, cafeteria pizza. Is that what <laughs> you're saying? <laughs> hey, hey, cardboard cafeteria. No, Sal, you know that fucking pizza we eat every Thursday. Shit, that's just the best. So, yeah, yeah, just no real substance. It's not, it's very forgettable in my eyes. Does it have Gal Gadot in it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Then it's a 90% on Rotten Tomato. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Raj be like, I won't forget. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, if, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not bad at all. It's just not much there. It's not memorable. Not at all. No. Okay. Okay. All right. So it gets like three Godzillas from you instead of five. I'd say two. Two Godzillas. Wow, dude. It's not bad. There's nothing wrong with Well, the for you, no, that's it's really funny, high. but. Yeah. Okay. All right. King Tom, Eric, anything? No. No? No, nothing. I don't think I have watched any damn thing either, really. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's jump into the box office real quick. The Eternals. Made $26.9 million, so it still did pretty well. They're at $282 million worldwide. Uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog, 16.6. Dune, 5.5. Dune is at $353 million worldwide, so it's doing great. No Time to Die, $4.5 million. I don't know their worldwide totals. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, 3.9. Still doing pretty well. Venom is at $440 million. So... Venom did really well. And again, Venom was also out, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, was Venom out on HBO? No, no. Venom was not out on HBO Max. It was Dune that was Dune. out on HBO Max. Okay. I didn't so get there it. is your box office. Um, I think Kylo needs to get us into some Star Wars because the internet was abuzz this week with all kinds of shenanigans that went down. So Kylo, give us some Star Wars. Now. It's time. For Eric's Star Wars report. Disney Plus Day. Let's talk yes! about that. <laughs> now listen. By this point, this is a horse that's been de- a dead horse that's been beat to death. But what I do want to say is all of the stuff we were expecting, and, and that was our own fault if we're upset about not. You predicted it. it, Eric. You said it. You said I bet you none of this shit happens. Well, and I, you know, just a few days out, I was really starting to think, oh, this is like, I started really thinking about the sources, where this was coming from. But also, I just, I I find it very curious from a PR standpoint that like, look what Marvel did. I genuinely expected something similar from Star Wars at the bottom line, or, you know, the mm-hmm. bare minimum would have been something more than that we got this kenobi teaser that leaked a day early and then people who were posting it just out of excitement were getting the nasty grams and getting put in twitter jail and it was it's a year old yeah and that's what i was gonna say and it turns out it's a year old it's the thing that they showed to the investors and i mean i'm not gonna lie seeing it i was like he get you know getting all psyched Mm -hmm. up for it but i really thought we would have something more than that and here's oh go ahead i'm sorry Kane. here's what i think happened you know, each department at disney they have someone who does the, the marketing stuff like that lucasfilm's marketing person realized november 1st oh shit i got eight weeks of, of vacation that i have to use up this year or i lose it they hit the road <laughs> didn't do anything 
I think well, that's what happened. Road it, trip. Before I get into uh, to Sal and Boo, can I? I, I want to just rant a little bit. I, I cannot understand how the biggest multimedia conglomerate in the universe cannot figure out how to do a fucking Disney Plus day when fucking DC Fandom, who like seven people watched, but at least they had their shit together where there was pre-recorded, everything was set up, they had they had interviews, they had trailers, they had little storyboards, they had all kinds of shit. And <laughs> hold up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> My son's met my <laughs> Oh, hang on. Don't, don't say it. So I, what I put in our side chat, I follow God on Twitter. It's a, it's a, it's a great account and it's at the tweet of God. And I lo- went to jump over to look at the show notes and saw this on my timeline. And the tweet was this, my son's middle name is fucking. <laughs> that's, that's a slow burn joke, but it's so good. That is really good. That is really good. I mean, it stopped me in my tracks. But let me get back. So, how does DC figure this out? With and they put out fuck. They they must have put out a thousand different shows that nobody gave a shit about. But they had it all set up in order. Everything was great. It looked great. I just don't get how Disney cannot figure out how to do a Disney Plus date. Let us know what it's going to be on. They didn't tell us it was going to be on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. They just said social media, whatever. That's cool. But then there was just like on Instagram, there was a poster. And next thing you know, Twitter has a trailer for something, but Instagram doesn't have it. Um, They had nothing for Star Wars. Like you can't hire someone to organize this thing a year in advance. It's your biggest thing that you guys are doing right now. Disney Plus is they're riding Disney Plus right now. Do you so let me ask you this? Let me ask you this. Do you think that there's a chance that a lot of how that ends up going is based around an idea that they don't need to do it because it's successful regardless? I mean, I'm not saying that's why, and I would think that was a dumb reason anyway. It's like McDonald's still advertises all the time, but well, if you if you don't need it, then don't plug it like you were plugging it. And don't put out these huge inflatable things in the middle of Times Square or whatever it is, or or tell people for two weeks Disney Plus Day is coming, Disney Plus Day is coming. Not tell them where to fucking watch Disney Plus Day. Disney Plus is everything, correct? Right now for them, so much so that we're not even getting movies anymore. We're getting shows, which is fine with me. I have no problems with that. Right. But just make it a cool thing for us. You guys can do it. You had a whole pandemic to figure it out. Just, just, just put out storyboards or something. Right. I mean, you, you want to hold your stuff for D twenty three, which probably nothing's going to come out D twenty three either. But you want to hold it for celebration. That's cool. Have some storyboards like you did for Andor and got us all hyped up at least. Oh my god, Andor is looking rad. Look at that. Something. I mean, that's like, basically what we got for Kenobi. Even right. No, we didn't, late. Sal. We got it a year later. Those there yeah, was a bunch of people that saw that shit. Well, not us. Yeah. Yeah, not us. Yeah, but it was new to me. Yeah, well, and I'm not saying like either more like I'm not saying they should give us less. I'm just saying like, right. I feel like Disney Plus Day is a Disney Plus thing. And they're like, OK, like everybody give us something like we're going to and Star Wars is kind of like, here, uh, you can go ahead and take that. 
and uh, Boba Fett special. Okay, but Sal, why didn't they put if they're gonna if they were gonna do this? Why I don't did think they release like the book of Boba Fett trailer? Then do whatever not, they want. You have this thing that's like, why couldn't they? Why couldn't I? Don't think it, they couldn't. I think they could if they wanted to. I've seen their stuff at Celebration. They know how to put events together. Yeah, they just didn't. Yeah, I, think I don't know there's why. A, Maybe there's Eric's a th- right. thought that oh, it's Star Wars. People will watch. And they could have done something like they did last year for that big Disney day when we learned about all the shows. They could have done something like what Marvel did where you have, you know, a a little retrospective of the shows that have been on, Mm -hmm. a two-minute clip of something coming up, and then 10-second clips of all the other shows in the work. Right. And I think they really ended up using this to get the attention of the Star Wars fans and the Marvel fans to get their attention and show, oh, Jungle Cruise. Oh, no. Live action Pinocchio. Live action Pinocchio. You know, all that all that other stuff. And in a way for them, it was a success. But and and I I I think that fans can be entitled assholes sometimes. We really can. Most of the time. But at the same time, if you're going to say two months in advance, hey, Disney Plus Day is November 12th. Mark it down on your calendar. Star Wars fans. If you're going to have the official Star Wars account, Twitter account. Right. Have something that represents everything you're doing. And I'm not just saying Star Wars. I think they botched it all. I think if they I had Disney Plus Day was awesome, unless you were just a Star Wars fan. No, I, yeah. I don't. I, dis- I, I disagree. That, I disagree because Les and I watched that entire fandom from D- DC. And to give them credit, they had a host. They had. Hey, this is what's coming up. Hey, check this out. We're gonna we're gonna jump to Zach, uh, Zachary Levi, and we're gonna do Shazam next. Mm-hmm. Like they had it so structured and done well um, that there's no way that Disney couldn't do the same thing. They, they could have got the host that does the High Republic. Yeah. She's awesome. I mean, high, that sounds show, like what right? they do at D23. Yeah, it is what they do at D23. But we but here's you know? the thing: we don't. There's only three five thousand people that can go to D23. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So True. do what you do at D23 because the D23 kicks ass, man. I love D23. But do it on social media and let let everybody experience it. Like, so that's 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 to get off my soapbox. But that's mm-hmm. why I was upset. Like, I, it wasn't just the Star Wars. Just let us have a structured show. You guys are the greatest entertaining company in the world. Just show us something like that you care about a production spend two million dollars on fucking figuring this out <sighs> okay well why don't we talk about <laughs> something cool we did get okay okay we got a boba fett documentary under the helmet yes. the legacy yes. of boba fett and i really really dug this i felt like they hit the right points in there and the way they held that basically everybody involved in high regard i thought was really cool it was cool to see ben burton there because yeah (laughs) you don't get to see him in that manner that much uh seeing that how they're amazed that 40 years later you've got this character that they really didn't 
know what they were going to do with that people are still all whipped up in a frenzy about for no more screen time than he's had and no more <laughs> lines than he's mm-hmm. had. And I think that's a big testament to how cool the design is, but it's something we'll get to in a little bit regarding the holiday special where Boba Fett made his you know, <laughs> premiere to everybody in animated form. George is just real slight mention of that. And the way he said, <laughs> we didn't really have much to do with that. And just kept going. I loved <laughs> that, man. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, that was a really awesome. good documentary. That was cool. I mean, it's only like what, like twenty minutes, something like that. Yeah, it's it's, it's like your twenty-two minute yeah. run length. Yeah, at least we I, did get that. But I yeah. liked it. I gotta say, I don't think you get time with George Lucas for just a few random questions about Boba Fett for a twenty-two minute documentary. No, fair. I think I there might be more about something else on the way. Yep, you are correct, sir. I believe. Wow, you saying that you're correct, sir, and then trying to backpedal it with I believe tells me that you know something. I didn't say I believe. It was Sal. Oh, sorry. (laughs) What makes you think I was talking to you? (laughs) You wouldn't talk to Sal like an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're absolutely right. Only co-hosts get that pleasure. Uh, yes, that's right. You know, I hear, <laughs> that's I hear exactly right. I hear bad motivators are taking applications right now. I just want to fly this <laughs> yeah. paper under the door. Um, you know, I know a lot about that's Star like, Wars, dude. I've been a Star Wars guy for a long time. I have Star Wars <laughs> costumes in my garage and stuff. Uh, I feel like we uh, would make two long-haired, really cool uh, hosts. So you yeah, know, uh, I'd listen every week, people, sir. Bad motivators, you're taking applications, really? We were, I was going to fire Dallas. He took a phone call in the middle of the show. Didn't even say anything. Just the next sudden. Oh, I've heard about that. Yes, he's yes, gone yes. talking on the phone. It was phone. a couple of weeks ago, right? Didn't even hear you talking about either. it. No, you he's know what? Not. I guess I think that was the episode that I was on last time. And then the next day, the episode drops. Yeah. So then I actually heard, like, I heard you tell the story. And then I heard the episode, and I was like, oh, this is it. It's happening. It's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> I mean, we need to have you on the show again, Sal. It's been a long time. You know I'm always around. Oh, Star Wars? I'm going to go talk Star Wars again. <laughs> Not Thursday nights, though. He eats, he eats that nice pizza. Give me on that East Coast time, and then I can still make it to a. Uh, That's true. That is $3 true. Drink. That is. That's true. what I do with Haas every time. I get with Haas on Thursday nights, and then I'm like at eight o'clock, like, okay, I'm out. Oh, do you really? How you get sometimes, out of those Oh, that's cool. Whenever I get like, you know, sometimes I schedule a podcast, an East Coast podcast earlier. Dude, Haas hit me up this weekend. It was the craziest thing because, um, I if you've listened to the show and the, some of the songs that I pick at the end of the show are cover songs now because uh, because the bad motivator. Hmm. method now that i use because i'm afraid that they're going to pull our shit so i use cover songs and live songs now usually um but there's a band called brass against they're a fucking awesome band uh they play tool they play rage they play sabbath they're fantastic they have a whole full horn section and two amazing women that sing and they have a dude that sings they're they're from montreal but haas hit me up because hey have you seen the latest uh brass against video i was like I was like, uh, no. And they're not like a popular band or anything, but they were playing this festival. And I, yeah, I, I click on the link that he sends me and it's the lead singer. She pulls her pants down 
and urinates on one of the fans. Oh, was that was that that? I've seen that. That's press against. And I was like, what what was that all about? It was weird. It's not like it's not like they're even like a real huge band. They're a cover band initially. Um but they had, yeah, a fan got on stage, wanted to get urinated on, and she pulled her pants Laying down. down. It's yeah. straight on the face. Yeah. Straight on the face. And I told Haas, dude, I was expecting a turd. If it was a turd, I was gonna throw up. More like ass. I was, I was, I was in French, <laughs> the French Quarter. I was just gonna pull over and, and throw up somewhere over there. Not pull over, but stand somewhere and pull over. I was <laughs> well, just she, like, she said that's oh. next. Apparently, she said that. Yeah, and and well, since then, and there have been. Oh, she's doubling down on. There it. have been several uh, people vying for the. Uh, honor i guess oh my yeah. god sweet I, i'll i'll yak if i see that dude. i can't do that stuff i can't see human poop dude with other people's poop no way nope sorry <laughs> oh okay sorry about that i just had that to, we were talking about haas yeah that's a good that took a bad turn <laughs> a brown turn oh hopefully not yet yeah yes well while we're talking about super positive things let's talk <laughs> about the fact that it was life day and uh, happy life. <laughs> what a segue. Day. What a segue. Yeah. yeah, because for those of you who have seen the holiday special, it was a lot like getting peed on in front of a lot of people. So. Well, that's well done. So there you go. Happy life day to one and happy all. Happy life day. Is there a bunch of merch that came out t- today, right? At Batu, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you go if you if you go to Batu, then they have all those things for sale. Like they, they they're selling the orbs. Like you can go yeah. get one of those little orbs. Liz has had one for years off of Amazon. It's just like an orb, and you like like hit the wall next to it, or like if you like touch it, it'll light up. Oh, cool! I guess I just hit the wall next to it. I don't know. <laughs> you just hit walls, uh, anyways. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Did you guys? You, did you guys ever watch that like Life Day Lego special that came on last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was that was that was Lego awesome. humor, dude. You can't mess up. And did you no. guys see that uh, terrifying tales that came out this year? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it is fire, and it has all the Lost Boys references that make me yeah, happy. That is that was what I was impressed with. Yeah, that was really cool. <clears throat> that was that was good times. Uh, we got to interview the writer and director over at the Rogue Rebels podcast. If you go ahead and go listen to that, uh, we have an episode. Uh, and they Cha-ching. were talking about how eighties it was. You know, because they were yeah, like, it was eighties. That was our like thing going in it. So we went like super eighties. And when it came time to cast Ren, they were like, let's go full eighties and see if we can get questions later. And he's like, you know, that's a thing that you just sort of say in a room and it never goes mm-hmm. anywhere. But when you do that with star Wars, they'll be like, okay, we'll give him a call. Like exactly. <laughs> you know? Everybody's dying to be in a star Wars and you know? boom, it happens. That was so cool. Good times. Good times. Yeah. yeah good that, times that was really rad. Yeah. That's that's that was that was fun. I like that. Legos. Good times. So yeah. Now hey, the thr- the Thrawn book that, came out, right? That's what I was gonna say next. Oh uh, I'm sorry. Have you have you read that yet, King Tom? Uh I have started on about maybe a third of the way through a quarter the way. It's big. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot of book. Yeah, it is. And there are a lot oh, of families awesome. and Syndics and Aristocrata and a Patreon. General Lysiarius or something. Oh yeah, yeah. There's I a lot of stuff. General Lysiarius. That, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I, I just started it. I'm on chapter one, buddy. Okay. You are you doing the audiobook? Yes. Awesome. Okay. I'm gonna get with you. If you finish it with less than a month, then come on the show and we'll oh, talk I'll finish it. Trilogy. I'll finish it in two weeks, dude. All right. Because it's a big book, but uh I, my review is already up. Oh, okay. I actually I enjoy it quite a bit. Okay. Like okay, great. The, I love it. These ones have been a little slow for me because like the first one, it's like all Thrawn in his place. And like, there's nothing Star Wars. Like, they use different weapons. Their ships yeah. use different. Fl- well, that's like, what I love about it. Everything is so different that it doesn't even yeah. feel like Star Wars sometimes. Right. But now in the third book, like you're already in it. Yeah. Like, so now I know everybody, and now I know how all their ships work. Exactly. And now as soon as right. he's like, and so we are going to do the thing, and I'm talking <laughs> to the mythic prime syndic or whatever. Like right. now I know and what that mid- means. And his mid captain and his mm-hmm. his Skywalker. It's a macro. It's awesome. But yeah. what I love about the, is what exactly what you brought up that it's not star Wars, you know what I mean? And it's still hitting all the points to me mm-hmm. and I'm invested in the chiss that I didn't know shit about. Yeah. Now it's, I'm all about them. And I feel like this is just a, a cool new, just another, another thing I love about star Wars mm-hmm. that I didn't have any idea what the hell was going on in this world or these people. Right, right. So I, I love chaos. that. I love that. Uh, so cool. They did an interview with him not too long ago about the with book. Ron? He, That's fucking no, with, bad. <laughs> with Zahn, close enough. Oh, with Zahn. With Zahn. Um, and he was like, I've pretty much done all I can. Like, I've taken him all the way up until he just like, whatever happens now is out of my hands. Yeah. yeah you know, can, so I'm yeah. not going to. Uh, any Thrawn's future, all of that, I'm going to be watching just like the rest of you. So he's done. Oh, that sucks. Well, that he sucks. says that like, that's pretty much all he can do. He like, he's filled up Thrawn's career all the way to, well, as far as they're letting him, or as long as far as, far as he can take him. He should yeah. definitely be a consultant. If, if quote unquote, he was, if know? he's in Ahsoka, he should definitely be a consultant. I mean, he is Thrawn. Well, I mean, for years before these Thrawn books were announced, People were asking him. He was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, "Nope, nope." And then they announced the celebration, and they were like, "Yep." Uh, he was like, "Yeah, no, I was lying." So <laughs> yeah, he exactly. lying still, you know, you never right. know. That's the game. That's the NDA game. That is right, the guys? game, right, kids? That's the NDA. Mm-hmm. That's right. That is the game. the The interesting part of the, of the Thrawn books is uh, the villains, and this this guy right here that we have in this third, well, the second book and the third book. He seems like he's worthy of being a Star Wars villain. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Are you talking about Jixtus? Jixtix, yeah, Jixtix or something like that. Jixtus, yeah. Love how uh, Thompson does his voice too. By the way, in the audiobook, it's but really cool. The, his t- now, so, so, please don't spoil it, Sal. But his species, the Grisk, they're still a menace in the Galactic Civil War era. Well, yeah, in the if Thrawn books read- there. Yeah, if you've read those Thrawn books, you know yeah. that that's kind of what is happening somehow. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. For sure. Yeah. They're supposed to be sons of bitches, that's for sure. Um, but also, I still think that they also show up in the sequel era huh. in The Last Jedi. I think there are Grisks in that movie. Really? Where? I think. Huh. In all the books, he's described a certain way. And okay. it, even in the books, okay. they're described as like, they don't let you see them and they're right. robed and they're this and they're that. Right. And they describe them as these completely covered purple robed. You can't see anything. Maybe like even their eyes. Yes. 
And there's one part in the movies where things that kind of sound like that are in the movie in The Last Jedi. Oh. Oh. And I've always thought that that was a connection. Good pull. I still on that don't one. really know. But, hmm. you know, if wow. it they are from the unknown regions and yeah. they, yeah. There you go. The Maybe chaos. in another five years, I'll be like, aha! <laughs> Me and right. other people on the internet, because right. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Man, I'm so pumped if, if Thrawn's in Ahsoka. I'm I'm going to be so pumped for that. I mean, Can't it feels wait. like a name drop for a reason, right? I oh, want to see what the magistrate yeah, they, doing. I actually yeah. feel like like work like like working with Thrawn, but I also just want right. to see more of the magistrate throwing down because yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, she lost to Ahsoka, ass. but she still got skills. That was one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. Was that Good episode? Job. Yeah, I love that episode. Uh, my favorite, so, I think, was the. Uh, I still I watch the tragedy all the time. Like the, the Boba music and like yeah. all, all twenty minutes or whatever of that episode. <laughs> like it's just yeah, wonderful. it is wonderful. What a great show! I miss I miss listening to the soundtrack. I gotta start listening to the soundtrack because so I dope. love it's so dope. You're right. Yeah. Oh man, fire! So good. But I think that's it, right? In, in Star Wars news, Eric? Um, all the High Republic stuff. Go ahead, Eric. Oh, yeah, No, yeah, you yeah. go ahead. That's what I was going to say. Tell us about it. I mean, there was a High Republic show today, so they released like a whole bunch of concepts. Oh, great. Of, like, hey, this character and this character. And it's from like two books ago. So now I'm like, now I just want to go read the book again. Because now I have this picture of a you know cool girl in a green dress. Like, Because they just released a bunch of concepts and a lot of the characters are in Out of the Shadows. Um, so that oh, was okay. pretty rad. You know, I the, thought Shadows uh, was cool, man. Yeah, I am like the comics right now. Like War of the Bounty Hunters is done, but I am super jazzed right now on that Trail of Shadows, which is like a High Republic, like mystery slash film noir slash like detective. Really? Is that story? the young adult book? No, it's a comic. It's a comic. Book. Oh, it's, and a it's comic Daniel book. Jose Older. Oh, but okay, it kind cool. of starts. It seems it starts after the rising storm, and they like go to like a Jedi investigator guy, and they're like, "Hey, man, can you like look into this?" And you know, they're like, "It's re- like all the panels. It looks like the comic is dope. Everything feels like really noir, and uh, I'm really digging that." Even there's only one issue out right now, but it's oh, so okay. dope. It like That's starts. Awesome. I love that after the rising storm, and immediately you're like, "Ouch." Ouch, oh, Star shit. Wars. Ouch. Shit. Yeah. Um, but man, that is like, that's what I'm, that's what's fire right now. Right. For me. We didn't talk about all this hubbub about Patty Jenkins, by the way. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That shit, that shit yeah. went, the oh internet went gosh, nuts on that. And all I'm the crazy sorry. troll boys went crazy. No, that's okay. I, I thought just, of, I just I thought of it right now. Off with that. And, but then I'm like, no, nah, let's hit Disney Plus. So, okay. You know, we talked about how it was, uh, reported by THR that uh, Rogue Squadron was removed from the production list or or like the schedule. So Mm -hmm. has it been pushed back or whatever? But now it's being rumored that the real reason was not because of scheduling conflicts, but because of uh, like creative differences doesn't like the controlling nature of Lucasfilm and the micromanaging and so on. And then in the meanwhile, 
this is what we start hearing about Ryan Johnson and his trilogy. This yes. we heard some rumblings this week, essentially from the same people. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, it was shell. Yeah, right? yes, but there are issues with the article. With which one? Okay, Both so either the, the was it Puck News, the the original guy who reported it. Uh, yeah, so it's behind a paywall, but. The way it's written, it is more of an inference that because he hasn't heard, you know, so they say they have another movie that they, they're they scheduling for 2023 and something for 2024, but Ryan's not on the schedule and therefore they're not doing it. Well, Ryan's movie hasn't been on the schedule for how long? Right. And right. any other time you see some like IGN people are saying, well, IGN is reporting it too. If you look at the IGN article, it's only quoting him as the source. And there's been no other news outlet coming out saying, you know, based on our sources or, or based on our own reporting that Ryan Johnson's movie has been canceled. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, so this, this one guy, and the other thing is, you know, people are going to say, Oh, creative differences. I don't think someone who made a movie that came in on time, under budget, no drama, made more than a billion dollars. I don't think Lucasfilm is going to have creative differences with him. No, no, you know. So I, I think this this guy is just cu- trying to. He's looking at part of the story, but not asking the right questions. And well, running, he, the, they're a hockey publication, anyways, King Tom. <laughs> you so. hockey puck, boo. Question for you, and we've talked about this about post COVID box office revenue. We always talk about this thing, and you have a bunch of stuff on your boo bits usually about. Do you think, and I'll open this up to everybody, do you think that Disney is purposely delaying these things because these movies aren't going to make anywhere near a billion dollars, anyways? They're they're getting so much great publicity. And, and subscriptions from the Star Wars television shows, well, they're going to be, the live action shows and Marvel live action shows, then why put out a Star Wars? Because if a Star Wars, I just saw an article from back in the day where um, it was Rise of Skywalker made $1.1 billion. It was a box office disappointment to Disney, which is complete bullshit, by the way. A movie makes a billion dollars. It's fucking successful. But these movies probably won't make a billion dollars at this rate, at the way that the box office is running. You know what I mean? We don't have any of the Skywalkers. We don't have any of those trilogies. These movies are going to make five, six, seven hundred million, but we're not going to make a billion. So the narrative is going to be that it's a disappointment from the get go. Do you think Disney is just saying, hey, I mean, we're going to hold off two or three years until we put out a Star Wars movie because we don't need to right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I think they are waiting. Um, and they're also looking at how much money Disney Plus makes. Although they did say that their subscriber influx has slowed. But the thing about the streaming things is that it's consistent money every single month for right. these big movie launches. And you're right. They really don't have anything where anybody is. Well, not not anybody. Of course, we are. If it's just, if it's attached to Star Wars or jacked up for it, but for the normal person, the the rest of the people that are going to make it a billion dollars, there's yeah. not much there yet, 
And there might be at some point. There might be that that yeah yeah. yeah. I think Spider Man. I think Spider Man's gonna be the first billion dollar film. I d- I don't oh, think so. You don't think it's gonna hit billion worldwide? I think I it is. I think I think everybody is waiting. Everybody, every single studio, everybody's waiting to see what Spider Man does. Yeah, no, and I agree. It, they are. If it, if if it does reach a billion, people will be like, okay, great. We'll go back to the normal way of doing things. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Everything's that's back exactly on what, schedule. That, that's exactly that's my point. Great. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna do it. I think I think it'll make a ton of money. I think it'll make seven hundred, maybe eight hundred million, which is still a great success. Oh man, it's ridiculous. But for what Disney and the rest of the world expects, I don't think so. I I, I think people are still tentative about going, you know, movie theaters or going anywhere in general. Although Mm -hmm. more people are going out, I don't think it's going to make a billion. Okay, yeah, that's my. What do you guys think about that, Eric? What do you think? But based on like how the box office has been, I think that's a pretty big stretch. But it's the biggest hyped film since all of this has opened back up. So it's really tough to say. You know, I got, um, a, you know, a couple of friends who play with the Trans Siberian Orchestra, and they are out on tour this year. They didn't tour last year, and uh, their first show just probably finished up an hour ago and it was stuffed. Mm-hmm. And so oh, yeah. that you guys should have seen, you guys should have seen bourbon street this weekend. It was insane. When you start like, seeing that, I mean, that's movie theaters are just the next piece of entertainment mm-hmm. that people have been dying to get to. I, yeah, and I, I feel like some of the movies that, and this was something I was going to ask you, Sal about the eternals is like, I can wait until, it's on home release if, or on, if I have to, it's that to mm-hmm. me, that's not a big For deal. Sure. I'm not so hungry to see it that I won't, but is it what my question was going to be? Is it a must see in theater experience just because of the, like the grandiosity it, because a lot of that stuff I can wait, but I think that when it comes to Spider-Man, my wife will be like, get us to the damn theater now that's right where before she's like we're not going out to eat at restaurants people are gross Mm -hmm. but when it comes to something like that i think it'll be really close but i don't know that's such a jump from what the what's what's been the highest box office number i think so i think it's i think it's well the way it's playing out i think dune's gonna end up being venom is at 440 million dollars um, so that's done really well, but Dune at three fifty three, and that's with HP an HBO Max release. So right. the, that's insane. Mm-hmm. A number well, for if Venom can do that kind of money, then I'd say it's definitely possible to hit one billion dollars. But the question to you is: Do you think that Disney is holding off purposely until they see? That they that the industry's back a hundred percent, and that's why they're investing so much in the TV side. I feel like, th- let me put it this way: I don't, I can't speak to what they're actually doing because a lot of the times it yeah. makes no sense right. to me. But it, that is a definite viable possibility because the cost to make those movies hasn't decreased, and they're right. once like the Skywalker saga is over we're not going to have the skywalkers anymore they're really going to have to pull out every stop to get the people to get the general public as excited as they were for you know so given that i would say that 
their cost to produce the thing is going to be astronomically high and they need right. to know that they're going to get a big return on that. And yes, so, exactly. yeah, they, it definitely could be a thing where we need to hold this off until mm -hmm. everything bounces back and it's more on autopilot because right. what, what these big studios really want to have happen, obviously is that they are, their speculation is whether or not people will go see it based on the merits of the film, not whether or not people will go to a movie theater and hopefully mm -hmm. see this movie. Because right. if the question is whether people are ready to venture out in the theaters or not, that's not what they want to base this. That's not what they want to speculate right. on right. the success of. Exactly. And yeah. So yeah. So maybe this is why these things are getting shelved or delayed. You know, who knows? I mean, I have, of course, we don't know, but, um, but let me tell you, man, I am stoked about this upcoming year and things that we're getting in live action. And as a star Wars fan, I don't mind that we don't have a movie coming out in theater because we're getting mm -hmm. so many amazing things with the television shows with the streaming shows. So, uh, I know that's, I mean, I might be in the minority in that because people want to see star Wars in the movie theater, but, uh, Hopefully they can get it right. But what's your take? Yeah. Sal, what's your take on everybody saying that? I mean, it's, it's time for them to give directors the open, you know, open mic pretty much to do whatever they want with these films and stop bucking strongholding them. Well, I think you need somebody with a vision who has a clear idea of what it is like. And it has to be a Star Wars, Star Wars visions. I mean, obviously they gave those guys creative freedom. Right. Right. Like, right, and we right. got some really, really cool stuff. But I mean, as far as like movies and shelving stuff and like how that works, I think we're through that already. Like they did that with Black Widow for like a year. They shelved that because nobody was going to theaters. Like we're kind of past that. And yeah, even but, but if the difference they don't is think... the black, but the South, the difference is the Black Widow was already made. And yeah, they shelved but that's it what I'm saying. They're worried about you weren't gonna get that cost. That cost you money in the long run anyway, because Getting right. these movies out and plus 2023 look where it is we're not even in 2022 yet yeah like do you think it like look where we are now as compared to where we were last year yeah i really true. don't think like they're gonna they're thinking that far ahead to be like well we better not shoot anything because in 2023 it could still be you know like i think we're past a curve especially as oh, far as like yeah. vaccines and safety protocols and being able to shoot stuff again right you know what i mean like what was it the season two of mando ending where that was like right mm -hmm. when things went into lockdown yeah so like the things after that got delayed a little bit, but that was mostly TV shows. But right. it, then doing a movie going forward with production and all that, uh, like I don't foresee any reason to delay something, even if they don't think it's going to hit a certain number, because even if it doesn't hit that soup number, that arbitrary billion or whatever it is, yeah, like having that out, have, having it on Blu-rays, you're still going to make money. Getting that thing on Disney Plus sooner is going to have mm -hmm. more people come to Disney Plus. To, like Putting that product out is what's going to allow for more toy sales, more comic books connected to it, more Disney Plus subscriptions, because mm -hmm. another thing can be added to the Star more, Wars. More people on the Galaxy's more Edge. Whatever. Just because yeah. it only made 800000 in a box office. I know like we see it because we're looking at one thing, but a huge company like that is not I don't think is going to make a move like that, but Hey, I'm not a uh, businessman. You can see, I don't have a briefcase. <laughs> you would look good with a briefcase. I'm just saying like you, you take the briefcase and you sell the stuff in it, man. You don't just leave it in the briefcase and be like, I'm going to let it go next year where I can make five more dollars because then that whole year you didn't make it. Like you could have made 
right a jillion dollars over the course of that year based on blu-ray based, based on, on all, all the different synergy quote-unquote things yeah. that they do t-shirts yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, All they need is he, another little baby Grogu. You know, you know what I mean. In a so movie, maybe what they're doing case, is they're delaying. They're going to delay all the movies till the Hasbro toys are done. That way, the movie can come out when the toy comes out. Well, we're never getting a movie again. There it is. <laughs> uh, this is this is the same company that closed yeah. down their theme park and strong held strong to not letting anybody in unless it was full rides and everything losing 30 million dollars a day yeah mm -hmm. but like, just for imagine if they had opened own, it how much own, would they be paying in lawsuits yeah i know but it, people but getting it, sick there you know what i mean that's kind I of did, a money-saving tactic no i know but I, I i went to knott's berry farm not really a comparison but knott's berry farm had no rides but they did have come eat our food oh yeah i come, did that too. come take pictures six feet away from snoopy Things mm -hmm. like that. Disney said, absolutely not. By the way, we'll lose $30 million. We'll lose money instead of trying to make money. I feel so like I, I, if, if, if anybody is ballsy enough to say, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll put it in the bank. I think it's them. So yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm afraid of. They definitely have the like, like financial okayness to be like, yeah, let's hold off for a year. Mm -hmm. We just shut down for a year. Well, Ooh, the only uh, reason I say that is because, of all the positive stuff they have coming out for the streaming network. I mean, they have a, a shit ton of stuff that's coming out and people are going right, to be raving. Right. And that Kenobi thing is going to be so massive and so huge. Yeah. People yeah, aren't going to be thinking about movies. Like they're, they're all wheels on a vehicle. They're not going to like stop one wheel just so another one can go. They're going to keep them all going and make money from everywhere at the same time. Well, if that's the case, you why haven't I mean? we had a movie? Cause there's been no movies in production. Well, that's Simple what I'm that. saying. They're not ready. Like whatever, they're either the idea isn't there or the production isn't there or whatever it is. You know, if it was supposed to be coming out in 2023, now it seems like it's getting delayed or whatever is happening. But even if things had stayed on track, we still wouldn't have a movie because it still wasn't ready until yeah. 2023. So it's like that, that, that was their timeline all along. Yeah, yeah, that was their timeline all along. Yeah, that's true. Well, let me ask and, you this. When we're talking about whether it, or not it's time to let a director just have free reign. Yes. I was thinking about this and I feel like what it would take is for them to be completely away from anything that's been established. Meaning we had rogue one that was the lead up to a known quantity, even though the characters weren't known, it was this lead up to a new hope. We had Han Solo, the solo movie, which was about a legacy character, Han Solo I think you would have to get far enough away from any of the existing stuff to make a renegade film not damage any of the others, so to speak. Yeah, that's true. I think that's about the only way they would ever let that happen, unless they have like such a huge name, like Taika Waititi, that is right. they're not going to probably risk the bad press of losing him to some big negative blow up. Mm -hmm. So they're probably going to be way more willing to let him do what he wants. But if you want other directors to be able to do the same, I think something like rogue squadron that's happening right in that, right in that spot that mm -hmm. I, I really feel like you got to get either before even the high Republic or so far in right, the future, right. kind of like what we're speculating the ninth Jedi that, that it took place. Who knows when after the sequel trilogy, you're probably going to have to have a movie like that before they'll just let 
go totally mm-hmm. because yeah, they're yeah. not, or at least I'm my guess is that they're not going to start having non-canon theatrical releases. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. Cause they've, they've worked so hard to do everything through Canon. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to do that. Well, I hope everything works out. I mean, at the end we'll of the day, find out in I 2023, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I, I I'd love to see Star Wars on the in the big screen. That'd be rad. Um, you know what they should do is have the finale of Mandalorian on the big screen. I think that'd be huge. Especially, I think it'd make a ton of money too. They had for, uh, for Disney Plus Day screenings of Rogue One. Yeah, in AMC's, and I think a couple of my friends went. It wasn't; it was the only one AMC in the metro area here in Mm -hmm. St. Louis, and they didn't have it in one of their big boxes. But I do think it was one of their like premier format theaters, where it looked like it may have been their Dolby Vision, but it's not. It doesn't hold the number of seats that like one like an IMAX box Mm -hmm. would, right? And but I do think it it probably came pretty close to selling out. So yeah, ours sold out. The one in Placentia, uh, California, the one that was mm-hmm. near me, sold out. So that's good to see. It is good to see. That, it's cool. I I saw Rogue One in theaters like fourteen times or something like that. So, so good. I wasn't so good, man. Yeah. So dope, dude. I love that movie. That movie's red. Yep, it is red. Uh, I got to go to the premiere for that one. Oh yeah, that's right. So that's I cool. went to. They had the X wing there and everything. That's and so uh, it's like yeah, I remember through, watching the premiere. It's through the clubs, so a yeah. lot of the people that you know were there, like I knew, you know, hey, that's a stormtrooper that I always true. Hey, yeah. that's a, you know, like a lot yeah, of the costume cool. people. Um, yeah, man. So it was like really like it was packed, and of course it was packed. But is I that mean, the one just, where Favreau looked at you guys and said something's coming? Looked at the Boba Fett. No, guys. that was that was Solo. That uh, was I solo. was at the premiere of Solo, and I said, "What did I say to him?" I said like for Mandalore or something like I did like the yeah. previsla voice to him right. for some reason. That doesn't sound like a smart thing to do. And then he like he was signing Liz's thing and he kind of looks at me and he's like, you're going to be real happy. You know, yeah, and he so was cool. right. He was so right. He was so right. He was so right. Uh, I got the kids into the Mandalorian premiere. Yeah. So that was the first one where I actually like got the kids like uh, because it was like Filoni's thing. So like yeah. we're like and normally the kids don't get to go because like the kids are you know they're under it like yeah like, yeah you can never bring guests it's like never like that yeah but I got sure. the kids in it so it was like dope and they came and they brought their Mando helmets because like Lizzie his Sabine and my son he does he used to do little Boba so he has the Django helmet because he has the oh, like Boba from nice. the Clone War season two when he yeah. has Django's helmet and when he's like so they both wore their helmets and then like we're there next to like a Mandalorian. You know, and everybody's looking at the Mandalorian and like we're all the costumers. So we're like, I don't know, man, like super annoying because, you know, like they notice that the knee is upside down. So everybody's oh. like, fix that knee, fix that. Knee. You oh, know, then the yeah. costume, like you the people come guys. and they like take the knee out and like they put it right back, right side up. And everybody's right. like, <laughs> you know, funny. for months afterwards, I would Axel would just be running through the room and be like, fix that knee, fix that <laughs> knee. Fix that. <laughs> that's cool. Good times. Yeah, Good that's cool. You had the, the chance to do all that. That's rad. Well, we I think we uh, tapped out on Star Wars there, man. I, more than I thought that we talk about. That's great. Perfect person to have on. So, 
what happened to Noah? I guess Noah's not coming on. His internet never came back. Oh, man, oh, man. Noah. But Noah. But let's dive into some boo bits. Boo, do you have any bits for us? Just a couple. Not, yeah, not, that's, not that's fine. It's perfect. Bits. Yeah. So let me give you my bits here. So uh, some of the other things that we learned from uh, Disney Plus uh, Day or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Spider-Man is going to have a new animated series uh, called Spider-Man Freshman Year. Uh, it follows Spider-Man um, in his early days of becoming Spider-Man. And uh, was it the art style of the animated series is going to follow uh, his er- early comic book roots. So there's, there's, there's some cartoons or there is a cartoon that looks really similar to uh, when he first uh, was being drawn and stuff like that. So people are thinking it's going to look like that, which is pretty cool. No, no real information on the, on the voices or anything or what's going to be going on, but it should be interesting to see Spider-Man uh, grow, I guess, and in, into the guy that we see um, later on. Um, <laughs> some other news we, we, what is it? Uh, Araj brought up the, uh, the news source puck news. Um, yeah, great name. Great name. Um, Kathleen Kennedy is, uh, nice reported people. extended her Lucasfilm contract for another three years. So a lot more. Crying. Yeah. Like, everybody's just so livid about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just so it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So that's, that's some good news. Star Wars is continuing to be in good hands. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking of in good hands, I love the Lethal Weapon series. I love it. You know, it's it's, it's mm-hmm. just a great uh, great watch. There's an actor in it who's had some issues, issues, and uh, he <laughs> a little bit, a little just bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. That actor is Mel Gibson, and he's yeah. going to direct uh, Lethal Weapon Five. He's going to direct in, in the rest home because these guys are fucking ancient by now. Yeah. Lethal Weapon They're too five. old for that shit. They're they literally are. Okay. <laughs> they are literally too old for that shit. I got you, Sal. I got you, Sal. Very good. Take it, it. It's your show. Take <laughs> it. It's your show. That's very good. So, well, yes. I, I read an article today, and the title was, Hollywood is so desperate to get Mel Gibson back that they'll uh, give him another Lethal Weapon. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, like I mean, enough. Danny Glover's got to be in it, right? Like, is it, like, yeah, he's, he's in it. Yeah. Okay. He's got to be in it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's going to direct Lethal Weapon 5. Uh, the the original director of the other four movies, uh, Richard Donner, he Donner. Uh, he passed away in July. So yeah. Mel Gibson is going to take up the helm and direct oh, should the, be interesting. the fifth movie. Yeah, so should be interesting mm. is the word. Yeah, mm. I will see it. Mm. I will mm. see it. Yes. Um, and then uh, my last bit, my last bit. So we've, we've seen other... Uh, creators directors um people of that such uh i guess not not complaining but uh stating their kind of unhappiness or disgust even with superhero movies and the latest one this is from deadline is ridley scott let me give you his quote um Hmm. they're fucking boring as shit their scripts are not any fucking good uh, they're uh, superhero movies, so why don't they have better stories? They're mostly uh, saved by special effects. Hmm. He's not the not the first one, and I doubt he's going to be the last one to share that uh, hmm. that feeling towards these superhero movies. And my my question is is not not that their feelings are aren't valid or anything like that, but. 
it seems uh, superhero movies have taken over movies, taken over media, a ton of other things, that, yeah. you know, and kind of washed everything out, which I, I can understand for creators like Ridley Scott and um, what is it? Scorsese said something recently. Spielberg said Spielberg something. has said stuff. They've kind of washed their movies out of Hollywood, made mm-hmm. it very hard for them to or anybody, to be honest, to make anything besides a superhero movie, which does suck. You know, it's kind of like, you know, Walmart, you know, pushing out the mom and pop shop. I, I understand that. But their, their, their almost hatred for these movies, is it, is it that they don't like the movies for what they're doing? Or do they not like the movies? You know what I mean? Do, do they really feel that they're, as a medium... Or, or, or yeah, as a medium, are they shit? That's that's my question. Are they mad mm. at them, or are they mad at what they're doing? You know I what I'm saying? It's both, but I think it's uh, the fact that the um, majority of the superhero movies we see aren't like highbrow Mm-mm. art. They're exactly what they're intended to be. They're fun. They're great stories, and they're popcorn films. And I think it's a matter of them seeing that type of film, making that much money, getting that much attention and their movies, not anymore. It's kind of like a jealousy factor in a way, you know what I mean? So I think it plays to both. And then why not do it then? Fucking Scorsese and Spielberg fucking do a superhero movie. I would love to see Steven Spielberg do something with Marvel. It'd be amazing, man. It'd be great. I would love that. I would love to see, um, Ridley Scott. I, I I respect Ridley Scott so much because his catalog is so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Me and Sal and the guys talked about this the other night. A while ago, we talked about how he's probably the most underrated director in history with the, the amount of movies that he's put out. I'll do something. Fine. I would love it, man. That'd be great. He'd, he'd so that's my do take. It. I don't know about you guys. Keep on. What do you think yeah. about this? No, I'm I'm with you where I think there's more to it. My question is, you know, the, the movie industry is not doing so well right now. And it hasn't been doing well for a while. And if it weren't for these superhero movies, where would the industry be? Thanks, right. Would You know, I'm not saying that these directors make bad or boring movies. But would people be going out in even a fraction of the numbers as they do for superhero movies to some of these other films? No. No, the franchises are carrying the film industry right now. Right, and they have they have been for a while, but it's it, especially yeah. Marvel, DC, Star Wars, those type of movies. You know why? Because you walk out of those theaters feeling great about yeah. yourself and great about life, and the the the, mm-hmm. the world is so sep- divided and shit's going. <laughs> you know, things aren't great out there. So when you go see a movie, you want to escape, and that's what they're supposed to be. It's like going escape. to Disneyland. Yes, exactly. Especially Endgame. Or probably just like right now, more people are interested in that escape. Yeah, right. they are as to whatever exactly else. Right. I mean, yeah. like, I bet it goes both ways. You know, somebody like Ridley Scott or, you know, maybe Spielberg, I bet they're like, they're that that's like artists being like, this band is whack, dude. Why are they on the radio? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's like, you, you're an artist and you see something that you're like, is this like, why do all these people like this thing? You know, I can understand that. But I can also understand probably the James Camerons out there who are like, my thing is better. Like that, well, that seems like a little bit more of the jealousy side is like, oh, well, well good thing that the, this movie made a billion dollars. So Avatar 7 should make $7 billion. Right. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? So I bet you it runs the gamut by the person. And I don't know about being forced out because if these dudes have good or these people have such good scripts and such good ideas, they obviously have the name for themselves to put their weight behind it and make these things that, you know, even now with all these billions of dollars that the movies are making, ain't no comic book movies, superhero movies winning Academy Awards, right? No. You know, well, and to be yeah. fair, back in the day when it was, uh, uh, you know, even when these guys were working and doing their thing and winning Academy Awards, like whatever was popular at the time wasn't, you know what I mean? So they've always kind of been, there's popular movies and there's like quote unquote good movies. Art, artsy films. You know what yeah. I mean? So like they're always going to fall on this side of the line if that's what they're into. Yeah, you know, but I think the only the only one that had really did that was Lord of the Rings, and then recently the Joker, who was nominated for Best Picture, okay. Joaquin won Best Actor. It was right, considered right. like a great film both ways, uh, but it, and it, there was a lot like, of controversy with that one too. I mean, I didn't see the Joker, but I yeah. don't like. I guess it is a superhero movie because it takes it's a comic book character, but it definitely doesn't seem like the kind of superhero. It know, was not much it like the not. Eternals. It seems like something different, something that's not. It was like very this. different. Very so, yeah. I think yeah, I agree. I think they've always been on the other side of this thing, this popular thing, whatever the popular thing is. In the eighties, those were probably cop movies, and you know they're probably jealous mm-hmm. that Arnold Schwarzenegger was making two billion dollars. Right, Van and they're Dan like this fool can't even exactly. act or whatever. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or Stallone or what? Although Stallone rides the line on the other side, I feel like he makes these good scripts, like with real heart and real movies. That yeah. somehow I don't know if I don't think he ever won an Academy Awards, but like he like you know he puts his all into his art right in a did, way. Did, did Rocky win best picture? It did. Yeah. I was just there you go. Say that, yeah. 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 It did. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, th- so there's, there's some people that can ride both sides of the line and there are some people that just don't. And there are some people that see things one way and some people that see that's art, man. Yeah, that is, you know, is, the, the and these guys aren't, you know, they're, they're not going to change anytime soon. I'm sure they look no. at a, at a Spider-Man or whatever is out this week. And they're like, eh, really? Like, all this dude did was get quippy or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. They're sitting here like, where's the good script? Where's the heart? Where's the thing? Right. Whereas people like, I don't know, like us or whoever, like, you know, maybe like a, a Spider-Man fan who's been waiting to see that movie for 25 years, who grew up reading that, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot sometimes that our culture who, brings who loves to Spider-Man. it. Yeah. That yeah we add in our experiences. Yeah, uh, no, that might make these 100%. things more enjoyable for us in particular, who have been waiting a lot longer to see something like mm-hmm. this, you know. Mm-hmm. And that thing's gonna level out eventually, but I don't think it's gonna level out in a way that these artists are gonna be like. Now I feel like everybody's <laughs> going to see the the Irishman made a billion dollars yeah, at the box man, office. People are so jazzed about it. There's Irishman T-shirts. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what Wait, I mean? So don't like, get me wrong. I love the movie. It's but... not the same thing. It's not. That's just thing. it. No. You know, and I can like a I can like good music and deep art and like things like mm-hmm. that, but I don't have to watch that. I can be like, man, you know what's really, 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 really dope? Uh Prometheus. Will I watch it every day? I don't think so. No, but it was a dope. You movie, know, yeah. but it is really dope. It has or Blade Runner twenty forty nine. It was there you go. It was phenomenal. But I'm not gonna watch it more than once. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I can watch <laughs> every day? Rogue One. Oh boy, oh boy. Solo. All right, Bill. Sorry about that. Oh well. Good that's, topic. That's, Good topic. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I brought it up for. Great. Is that all your bits? That's all my bits. I only had a couple. You you released the satchel. I did. I did. Satchel. It, I, 
I satchel of bits. Yeah, Let's uh, finish this off. Yeah. yeah. Let's finish this off with the uh, amazing trailer. And we had some emails and voicemails, but before that, I think Sal needs to, anytime we talk about Star Wars, I mean, uh, Spider-Man, I think we just need to get into this. Yes. King Tom, you need to narrate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. What, what does that say? I don't know. Between the Dark Valley's buildings. Spider-Man. 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 Giving up peace, giving up everything. Everything. A lot of posing, a lot of disguise. Great stops. These duck guys. Change the apart on. Why do you? Why do you? Continue, just continue to fight, risking your own life. It's a giant spider robot. With only one goal. With only one goal. The Invincible Man, Spider Man. Spider Man. There you have it, Leopardon. Sal, what's your take on Leopardon? Good times. Yeah. Dude, dope as hell. We did not know that this dude existed when we first saw this thing, and it blew our fucking minds. So much so, he's in our logo, by the way. He's up in the upper corner. We don't even have Voltron in our logo, we have Leopardon in our logo there you go but the trailer came out we got some voicemails we got some emails that have to do with stuff let me read you this one first this is from avery hope you're all doing well and getting ready for the holidays ahead i'm currently in a marvel haze as it's just been a great month and year for marvel content just saw the internals over the weekend and while people once again have mixed reviews i can say i thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm excited for the direction it's taking the mcu especially if Dane Whitman ends up working with, spoiler, Mahershala Ali's Blade, whose voice we heard at the end of the last post credit scene. The real reason I'm writing in, of course, is for the second No Way Home trailer that dropped Tuesday night. I've watched it at least from four from five times already. Oh, four or five times already. And while everyone, including you all, are probably making their predictions right now, the big thing that grabbed me is that it seems We'll be getting a Marvel Multiverse Sinister 6 for the climax of the film. So my hypothetical question is, is from all the Spider-Man movies that have come out since 2002, including the Spider-Verse, what are you guys, what would be your guys' dream Sinister 6 that would face off against Spider-Man? You guys rock and stay safe out there. Banter on. Avery, Prius, Prius, P.S., can you do sticks man in the wilderness for what's in a song at some point i just realized that might be one of my favorite songs out there and I, these last couple of weeks it has got me through some hard days avery first of all man in the wilderness is a pretty deep song um i don't know if you know that one eric um i think it's tommy shaw that sings that i it's, it's not ringing a bell for me yeah i think it's pretty deep it's about it 
about life and him and struggles and stuff like that. But but good, jump, jumping back to your Sinister Six, uh, King Tom, I'm going to start with you. What would be your Sinister Six? Um, Octopus, Vulture, Mysterio, Rhino. Really, there aren't. Uh, if we're go- are we going just by the movies because there really aren't. He wants it to go by just- the movies, but I mine include comic book and cartoon characters. As well. Here's the thing: I I would not include Sandman because in the comics, Sandman actually becomes a hero. He serves as okay. a, a an Avenger, Reserve Avenger, or whatever. And oh, I, didn't I mean, he has a he has a re- really cool story. And I think the the third Spider Man movie kind of touched on it a little bit, where he was you know a reluctant villain. Um. And so I'd rather see him, you know, start out as a villain and transition to um, being a hero. It's it's kind of funny because I read his original appearance from from the '60s, and um, the character shows up at Peter Parker's high school and demands the principal give him a diploma. Like he holds <laughs> the high school hostage, and among other things, he demands that's a rad. Diploma. That's yeah. rad. I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. So Mine maybe there should be-, be a movie about that. That's what that's the movie. That, I there watched. should be a movie. Yeah. I, mine anyway. would be King King. Yeah, go ahead. I that would make a billion dollars. Yep, it would make a billion dollars. <laughs> mine would be Kingpin, and he'd, okay. he'd get the whole crew together. Craven the Hunter. Okay. Doc, obviously Doc Octopus, Carnage, Green Gob, Hobgob. I think I'd go with. Oh, I like I like Hobgoblin. Yeah, Hobgoblin, and I have a theory. I think that's going to play out. Um, how about you guys? What about oh, yeah, what ahead. about Frogman? Where's Frogman figure? Is is he <sighs> teaming up with Spidey? Well, the, yeah, he's teaming up with Spidey, and I want Frogman to have his own feature film. I don't want him to be sharing the screen with these fucking guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to weigh in on the Sinister Six? No, we're all good. Okay, but um, I think we should jump into the trailer real quick because I want to watch this with all you guys. Uh, I know Boo is really pumped up for this movie. So oh, yeah, let's super jack. Let's <laughs> let's uh let's watch this together as a crew. Let, let's stop with the trailers for the trailers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. Oh, yes, we did. From every universe. Hello, Peter. So that changes everything. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. 
sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. Oh, Peter. Look, there has to be another way. There isn't. They're a danger to our universe. You're not gonna take this away from me. Peter. You're struggling. Still crazy to make Everything you want while the world tries to make you choose. This is all my fault. I can't save everyone. They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. December. Okay, so December 17th. Um, this is all kinds of crazy shit in this, by the way. <laughs> Statue of Liberty yeah. has a Captain America shield. Awesome touch, that. by the way. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Um, here's the question. All of the baddies in this film have different gear, right? Mm-hmm. Doc Ock, that looks like Stark nanotech stuff. And it's not the same stuff as we saw him in the other verse. Electro has different stuff. The lizard looks different, even though you don't get to see him a lot. Uh, so are we, King Tom, you're the Spidey person. Are we getting these people from different verses that we haven't even seen yet? That's a good question. To me, though, the thing with um, uh, Doc Ock, it looks like his... Um, arms turned that red nanotech when he was holding Peter upside down. Like hmm. there's a shot when his arms were waving and they, they're kind of like turning red then. Oh. So like maybe they assimilated mm-hmm. from, because I'm pretty sure Peter is wearing the, you know, iron the, spider. the, the iron oh, spider that's, outfit. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So it changes color while they're grabbing something is what you're thinking. Yeah. yeah. Or like but somehow well, how, his well, how AI do you explain electro though? How do you explain electro? That's totally different because yeah, he looks like place. shit in Amazing Spider-Man yeah, Two. Exactly. <laughs> Jamie Foxx said, "I'm not going to be blue in this movie." Huh? Yeah, I don't. Thank know. God for I him. Think, yeah, I think we're going to get them in different verses. No, I I think that I think that's very likely. Yeah, it was insane. What's, what's your what's your guys' up, Eric? What'd you think about that? I think it's rad, man. Me too, I, man. I, I mean, amazing. I'm really. Oh, I love all the characters, and I can't wait to see it. And Sal, how about you? I mean, it looks super cool. I don't think I've seen like uh like I saw those original, not the original, but like those three Spider-Man movies with uh, you know, that came out around the early two thousands. I don't think I saw the next ones. There was like another two. Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, I didn't see Electro and Lizard and right. whoever okay. else is in those movies. Uh, so right. those guys are all, and, like, I don't know a lot of <laughs> a lot about Spider. Like, I know a little bit because I collected Marvel cards. Right. So I know some of the Lizard's power, and I know that he was a doctor and he grew his arm back and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, you know, I never read Spider-Man comics when I was a kid. Um, I like the idea. Uh, like, this looks so crazy, off the wall bananas. Uh, I don't know, man. This looks like it's gonna be a wild ride, and if it's that's gonna just be the trailer, I'm like, what is? Yeah, you know, uh, like you know, although with Marvel, sometimes they will give you the whole damn movie in the trailer. 
They will, so but they. It I seems hope like some purpose, surprises. They well, I think there's going to be a ton of surprises, and I think that they purposely have taken out a couple mm-hmm. of things, like they did right. with Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big thing going around. Yeah, uh, yeah. Boo, what do you think about this? Yeah, no, it looks it looks great. Um, looks like a ton of action. Um, what is it? You. They they still convey the 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 feeling of Spider Man just wants to help everybody, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing, and you, you kind of lose that in the MCU where it's you got to stop this guy. When he's like, well, I don't want anybody to die, you know. He's still, I guess, he's not beaten down yet. I guess mm-hmm. would 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 be the phrase or or whatever you want to put to it. So so that's nice to see, and it looks great. All the bad guys and things like that. If 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 you needed any any more push to follow the rumors or, or whatever, once you see this trailer and you see what he's up against, he's gonna need some help. And it doesn't mm-hmm. look like Doctor Strange is gonna help him in any f- meaningful way. Maybe towards the end or something like that. But Doctor Strange is like fix this shit right now. <laughs> you better clean this shit up right now. You fuck this up. You clean it up, kind of thing. So yeah. So I think he's gonna get some help. Well, and and I also think Doc Ock is gonna be teaming up with him mm-hmm. so i think he's going to start off and when he finds out that's not the peter parker mm-hmm. i think he's like i want to go home gonna, it's going to be yeah it's going to be mm-hmm. uh that's what's going to go down i think happy's going to die i think he's gone here's the thing uh holland said that this is going to be very dark and there's going to be parts that are going to be it's going to alter the character completely oh. so he's just, he wants die. he wants fans to be pre- prepared for how dark this is going to be Happy so, can't die. Who, who's gonna get Happy's uh, a goner, but I think who's, who's a gonna goner. get uh, Tony Stark's daughter cheeseburgers? Right, that's true. It's awful. Don't something's gonna change. And and how how crazy would it be if it's Andrew Garfield that comes in and saves? Um, uh, what's what's her name on the MJ. drop? MJ on the drop because he couldn't do it in his verse. That I've ever seen that floating around everywhere. That's if they're in the film, guys. I'm just saying. Hmm. That's if they're in the film. And I'm glad if they are in the film, I don't want to see them at all until we're in the movie theater. At all. Here's an email from Robert from Rancho Cucamonga. Hello, everybody on the Sith list. I'm sure you guys have already deep dived into the new Spider-Man trailer, but, but oh boy, what a ride it looks like it's going to be. And I'm so glad they're bringing back villains from the previous movies via the multiverse together i think the coolest part of the trailer is showing that the villains with what seems to be tech from the mcu timeline like doc ox having iron man tech that's what i thought too and electro having whiplash tech do you guys think this is true and also since all these characters have been revealed now what do you think will be the big reveal in the actual movie i think that the very last scene of the trailer is when the fantastic four show up thoughts hope everybody's safe robert (laughs) from rancho cucamonga I think you're right about the the uh, Stark tech, man. Um, and I think the reveal is going to be Andrew Garfield. And I think it's going to be also Tobey Maguire. And I think the last scene is going to have Venom team up or something. It's going to be mm-hmm. – that's going to be the last cutaway scene. That's my opinion. I think uh, he's, like, going to be like, hey, man, like, we just got to get you guys back to universes and, like – save everybody and they're going to be like no and he's going to be like i don't want to kill anybody and then punisher's going to be like what's up oh dude if we see punisher (laughs) if we see oh man and dr strange is going to be like thanks (laughs) right 
Oh, God, we I think that, that you know, <laughs> the Statue of Liberty is going to be in danger. And the only thing that can save the yeah. Statue of Liberty, Leo Pardon. Hmm. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say the Ghostbusters are going to yeah. come out and make it start dancing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Green Goblin's going to like try to toss him off the edge. But at the last moment, he's going to like snicked around and like rotate all, all right. the way back oh, yeah. to jumping on the ledge. And you're going to well, be like, I don't know how that works. I don't think we broke really down the entire trailer with Corey and, and Aubrey and Les and Randy and I and Noah. We did at the conference call. Uh, that he's supposed to be here about. I don't know what happened, but he, there's a scene. We paused it that somebody's on a green goblins, little slide thing or his little thing in Majidi, And it's not him. So that was really interesting. If you look at it, this guy's got a hood. His, well, his, I don't know what that's like. Hover. Thing. I don't know what that's called. King Tom, do you know what that thing's glider. called? Glider. Have a glider or so. Goblin oh, glider or something. It's the goblin right. glider. There it okay. is. That sounds, that sounds like a toy about my well, kid. The, the one scene with where the lizard is jumping, all of a sudden his body just like mm-hmm. turns the other way. Yeah. Mm. So that they took somebody out of there. Uh, yeah, okay. Obviously. There's going to be I a do, lot of I, I like. I didn't catch, when I first watched it, I didn't catch uh, a lot of the lines. So mm-hmm. like, you yeah. know, uh, Doc Ock being like, you're fighting go like that was uh, uh, like, I just yeah. saw it through different eyes and I'm like, oh, this is kind of rad, even though it's been like before I was like, well, that's just bananas. Yeah. Like right. this is going to be no, fun. No, and now I'm really kind of like, cool. ooh, there's a twist on the bananas. And Peter doesn't want to kill. So obviously he doesn't want to, you know, them to right. all die, even though they're the baddies. But oh, it's just going to be great. man. Yeah, but he don't I know think. Them. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I think, and Noah brought this up, and I agree with him. I think that Ned is his buddy, right, Ned? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I think yeah. he's going to be Hobgoblin, because King Tom, doesn't that happen in the comics? Uh, yeah, but it's a totally different character. And it's he's not really a friend, like Peter's best friend or anything. Oh, he's, he's like kind of a dick. Yeah. Huh. But the, the only reason that Noah thinks that, that, that is other because... Dude, Flash. <laughs> I love oh, yeah. Flash. They better not <laughs> do anything to Flash. Yeah. But on Instagram, the guy that plays Ned has been getting jacked. He's been working out lately. So people are assuming that he's got some role coming up for Marvel. It's very possible. What if he just becomes like a new bodyguard and his name is like Happy Ned? Happy (laughs) Happy Ned. Ned. Happy Junior. He's like, I just, my job is to be buff and buy hamburgers. And date Aunt May. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Aunt May, I better be in this. She better not die. That's that's. Think she was running in one scene. Happy uh, can die. Aunt what's that, buddy? She was running in one scene. She was running in one scene. She's running to happy to say happy, and that mm-hmm. just didn't happen. Mm. Oh, we're gonna finish this with a voicemail about this from Neil. What's up, Seth listeners? It's Neil giving you a call from Chicago. So yeah, just watch the. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home trailer and that is like absolutely amazing looking. I'm really looking forward to that movie, especially just all the combinations of villains and Doc Ock kind of going like an anti-hero that really is interesting to me. The other thing that I noticed and was pointed out to me online, I retweeted it, was that the energy that's opening up over Doctor Strange at the end of the movie matches the energy pattern of the multiverse breaking apart at the end of Loki. So big possibility that that might be when the other Spider-Men show up, if they're going to show up. And I think if that's the explanation, that's really cool. That would also sync up with the WandaVision thing that I think was pointed out by Raj uh, earlier in the year. So all these things are kind of converging and definitely the multiverse is real. So again, uh, definitely excited to see it and hope you guys have a great time. 
Great. Thank you, Neil. Appreciate that. Yeah, that is a, definitely something that could be. The event could also have a big play in this thing. That'd be rad. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> is that what you think, King Tom? Yeah. I think I think you both are on to something. Yeah, I think I think that is definitely well appreciate that, buddy. I hope you're doing well. So we're definitely not going to end it there because we do have a surprise email that just came through and he didn't even know Sal was going to be here. So this is perfect. Lumberjack Nick, let's do this. Hey, y'all. It's your boy. Love the Spider-Man trailer. Couldn't be more excited for this movie. It's definitely more excited for this movie than any other since The Last Jedi. Anyway... Strongly believe there'll be a six villain to form a Sinister Six. I do believe that the fact they haven't revealed who it is, is revealing. It has to be for a reason, and that reason has to be some sort of spoiler. Could be the Vulture, but I don't think that would be much of a spoiler. Could be Venom. I haven't seen the latest Venom movie, so I can't say for sure. Feel like they would save that for a one-on-one thing? My personal theory is it's gonna be Mysterio. He's the main antagonist for the events of No Way Home, and it would be a twist for him to still be alive. He lied about being from an alternate universe, and also the rest of the villains all died at the hands of Spider-Man, so to speak, and Mysterio's the only villain in Tom's universe to have died, so it could tie into that somehow. Interesting. Anyway, let me know what you think. Lumberjack Nick. Perfect. Thank you, Lumberjack Nick. Appreciate that. What do you think, King Tom? You're- um, I stuff. think, I mean, I think Vulture would be cool. I think Venom, I don't think, Venom has never really been one for being on a team. And I think the character, not to mention the fact that he has his own movie series, but I think he would be, he, you know, he wouldn't share the stage with other villains. Um, the one thing I kind of thought during Lumberjack's uh, email, and I think it's it, they say it in the trailer that they didn't, die at the hands of spider-man but they died while fighting spider-man um mm-hmm. and a, a lot of the you know a lot of the deaths were self-inflicted uh but maybe not the vulture but they did plant the seeds for the scorpion in tom holland's first spider-man matt gargan the guy who gets arrested on the ferry and then he runs into michael keaton in the um the oh, mid-credit scene he yeah. he uh the scorpion is one of spider-man's villains um he's in um into the spider-verse um but at least he's yes. you know hanging around and they could have someone oh, bust yeah. him out of prison give him some type of outfit or something that'd he be cool be one of them. yeah miles, miles morales would be a cool one to pop in here not a villain obviously but mm-hmm. someone to- maybe he was the invisible spider-man that knocked out a oh lizard. Dude, that'd be rad oh, oh that'd be so great. that's one thing that i actually know about spider-man is he could disappear that one time mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, I don't think it's gonna be Venom either, King Tom, just because I think the Venom is gonna be a tandem. They're gonna team up against Car- Carnage or somebody, whoever the hell yeah. really comes back. So I don't think they'd put him as a, as a villain. That's for sure. But I right. think you're gonna see Venom in the uh, post credit scene. I think that's what we're gonna see. Hmm. All right, I think that wraps up this episode. Man, it was a fun episode to get into all the Star Wars stuff, the Spidey stuff. And even some boo bits. Uh, Les and Randy, we missed you. But Sal, thank you for coming in and filling in and hanging out with us. It's always a great time with you, buddy. Gracias. I got to talk about things that are not Star Wars. 
Yeah. I was like, I saw the Spider-Man thing. That was right. cool. And the Squid Game thing. Yeah, the Squid Game game. Man, that thing's good. Y'all it go check good. out that Squid Game. Where can people listen to you? If you're not if you haven't listened to Rogue Rebels and you definitely need to because it's probably one of the best Star Wars podcasts out there. Please let them know where you can find that and listen to your beautiful family and you. Appreciate that, sir. We are the Rogue Rebels. You can check us out at the Rogue Rebels podcast. Uh, our website is therogerebels.com. Our podcast is available wherever you get podcasts, but on Spotify, they're doing this cool new thing where it's like uh, you can put questions and polls into the podcast. So if people listen on Spotify, like little questions and polls will come up on the episode. And that's, I don't that know, is I've been messing with it. So Maybe if anybody wants to go answer a question, go check it out because it's kind of rad. We should do Naboo on there, Sal. That's uh, what we should do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, what do you call it? So I'm going to see, how, I'm messing with that to see how that goes. But uh, yeah. yeah, man, it's just, it's good times over there. We do everything. We cover the shows. We cover books. We cover comics. I got King Tom over there. I got, I got everybody. Whenever anything happens uh, lately, we've been doing... I think by the time this comes out or next week will be War of the Bounty Hunters cool. uh, with Hawes and Lizzie and probably follow that up with a little bit of Thrawn talk eventually, right? Absolutely. All I want right, in. I'll, I'll be pay ready. myself blue. I'll look like Papa Smurf, dude. I don't give a shit. Okay. I'm going to make you do it anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. We don't you need it for me. a podcast, but yeah, to, to be on the podcast, you got to paint yourself blue. Come on in. We'll do the show and uh, I'll do it. Times. You saw, me, you saw me as vision be. in the flesh, dude. So I, I don't mind. Oh, yeah, he so. did it, man. He went all out. I did. It was good. Even even my Mind Stone was. Yeah, the Mind Stone was fire. It was fire. It was good. Yeah, it's good times. Thanks, but And I appreciate you coming on. Please come again. Come on again. Come again. That's good. Oh, I will, Please man. come on again as soon as you can. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Thanks. King Tom Chansky, King of All Pods. Where can people find you? You can find me not having technical difficulties this week on Twitter at Tom Chansky, and then I do yes. Patreon sh- shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and The Bad Motivators. Yes, you do. And you start a new job very soon, and congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy your last days of freedom Yeah. Uh, before you go in. Yeah, I have the rest of this week and next week, and then three of those days next week, I'm home with the kids. So we'll okay. see about that. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Boo. Where can people find you watching that Spider-Man trailer again oh, yeah. and again well, and again? Watching it a ton of times, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. Nice, Eric. Where can people watch you listening to Red? <laughs> With the sound off, just facial expressions. Uh, you know what? Maybe I should just stream that. But you know what you can do if you want to hear me wax poetic about how great it is. Check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. Uh, it's a solo show I do by myself, <laughs> starting now. And uh, yeah, and, except Sal's probably going to come on, and then that'll be that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> fantastic check them out guys check them out and you can find less at less is more mm-hmm. 78 there it is and randy never gives out his stuff so there you <laughs> go and that. you can find me at the sith list check us out oh we did the a reaction and a little breakdown of the spider-man trailer we were on convoy call check that out that was a pretty in- intense breakdown with Corey uh, and all those guys and gals so check that out and um, we'll catch you next week on episode number 277 here on the Sith List. Yeah, you can-